Welcome to this Girl Life podcast. We're your hosts, Whitney Kleiner and Kristen Kivan, best friends who understand the power of friendship, good conversations, and the realness of creating your best life. Each week, you can find us here having real, raw, unfiltered conversations that you want to have with your best friends. It's everything you need to know to master this girl life. Let's get it started. Hi guys, welcome back to TGL. It's Kristen. And Whitney. That was such a fast intro. <laughs> Hi guys. Welcome back to TGL. <laughs> What's that song where it's like, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Isn't that it? Because I have such a beautiful voice. If you're listening and you want me to sing at your next wedding, just call me. Call Kristen. I won't <laughs> give her out your number. But yeah, welcome back, you guys. We are you know, pumped to be here as always. Kristen and I have not spoken in like a week, which is rare. Very rare. It's been a busy one. You know, Game of Thrones has really like been in my mind a lot this week. And so I just had to kind of take a week and process it, you know? All consumed by GOT. Danny, girl. I know. Should we talk about it? I feel bad though if anyone hasn't watched. Okay, spoiler alert. Yeah. Game of Thrones ended on Sunday. Oh, I thought you were going to get real negative gritty. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I And it was Well, some emotional. people were disappointed. Like, it was a 50-50 split, you know? Okay, I saw a really good meme today, and it said, To all of my amazing friends who I forgot have been creating TV shows for the last eight years and dedicating their life to it, I'm so glad you have opinions on a show you've also dedicated an hour a week to for the last 10 years. Or something like that where it's like, these writers have dedicated their entire life, so who are we as fans to talk about how bad they are? I know. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it is what it is. It's just a show. It's a TV show. I know. Man. I mean, in my world, Jon Snow will come to save me someday, but it's fine. Yeah, that's like me at the beginning of this season last night. I was like, you're not going to save me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. but And spoiler alert, Danny can't save me anymore. I so know. I know. maybe her dragon still can. Yeah. Badass dragon, man. Anywho. Okay. Let me just say something motherhood related. We don't talk a lot about motherhood, but girl, potty training is a real bitch. <laughs> So I've heard, is your house just covered in like diapers and pull-ups and pee right now? It's covered in pee. My husband was <laughs> like, oh my gosh, it's like so sad too, you guys. I, she's not ready. We stopped. So we were doing really well. But you know when you know your kid is just like fully not ready to do something? Yeah. You can just tell. So yeah. we, I don't know. I just know Blakely really well and we just need to take a pause. But yes, my house is like so many little cute princess undies that are like had to be washed. Aww. And so basically she would just be like, this is so cute. You know, instead, you know, be like, okay, Blakely, when it's time, I'm going to set the timer. We're going to go. Or if you have to go beforehand, let me know. And we're going to run to the bathroom. And she'll be sitting in her seat, like eating. And she'll be like, mom, I have wet underwear. Or like, I have wet undies. <gasps> And like I just, or I just peed, and I'm like, okay, great, you know. Yeah. What are you gonna do? She will eventually learn how to potty potty train. You know. No, I'm not worried. I mean, she just turned three. It's not like you see adults walking down the aisle to get married, sucking on a pacifier. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> True. She will not go to college in a diaper. Right. Y'all. So, like, it'll happen. It will happen. Now, if we're still doing this in 10 years and we're having this conversation about Blakely, let's revisit. Question, question <laughs> my parenting. <laughs> For um, real. So, I did something kind of cool today. Okay. What? I shot a commercial. <gasps> Look at you, model, model. Just local celeb over here for Colorado Mills, the mall guys. Don't even worry about it. You can catch me on all their social media channels at the end of June. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm going to follow them. You should. I will. I don't know what it's, it was so like when I get nervous, I sweat pretty bad. <laughs> and they kept having me. I carry just like a ton of empty shopping bags. Oh, so and, share Horwitz. So share. And they're, like, making me twirl in the middle of the mall. And then this one girl literally was videotaping me on my camera, on her camera, while I was getting videotaped. And I was like, guys, I'm sweating. It was just oh a whole God. big Did thing. Did you get your makeup done? By myself. Oh, okay. They didn't, like, do your <laughs> no. makeup. No. Unfortunately, they didn't do my makeup or, like, style me. But the girl that hired me to do it, like, went through my Instagram. And she was like, wear this. And she literally pulled an outfit that I haven't fit into in since my rehearsal dinner and I was like yeah that's not gonna work <laughs> like I just had a baby not long ago right. yeah so no. if you could pick from the more recent months but yeah it was pretty fun so I'll let you guys wow. know when it's live see good stuff comes from your Instagram feeds yeah that's where she's that's where she found me so pretty cool. kind of leads into our girl today I know that's true we um I guess we're just gonna dive right in Let's do it. Let's just dive right in. We are excited today to have on Savannah Stralo. She is an entrepreneur and a small business owner and an e-commerce guru. Guru. For real. Yeah. Today, uh, she talks about the ins and outs of e-com and making your own online store and creating it then to a real brick and mortar, like taking it to a brick and mortar. And um, she gives us tons of branding tips. So it's awesome. It really is. And she we love her. We've known her since we were little munchkins. Little, little munchkins. And well, if you're in Arizona or in Scottsdale specifically, she has a really cute little store. Um so yeah, you're gonna love her. Cricket and Ruby, baby. Cricket yeah. and Ruby. So stay tuned for that. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that was like the most awkward. Bye guys. We'll see you yeah. next week. <laughs> hi savannah welcome to this girl life podcast we're so excited to have you we are so excited for our listeners to learn a little bit about you and everything you do in your shop so welcome to this girl life thanks so much so excited to be here so let's jump right in and i want you to tell all of our listeners a little bit about you and your background and basically what makes you so awesome Yeah. Okay. So uh, my name is Savannah Stralo. I am the co-founder, co-owner of Cricket and Ruby, which is a modern bohemian mommy and me boutique uh, in Old Town Scottsdale. We have a a new little space and we've been online for about two years. So yeah. Awesome. uh, Your shop is so cute. Oh my gosh. I could drop so much money in her store. (laughs) I know. I was looking at it 
couple days ago, I was doing some major stocking and I was like, Quinn needs all of this. Like I need to buy her everything. I need to buy matching outfits. Like I need all of this. <laughs> I Thanks. know. Yeah. So many cute mommy in the outfits. I yeah. Know yeah. Matching is, is a big thing. Our customers love the matching mommy and me stuff. So well, Whitney, really- next time I'm in Arizona, we're going to need to go down to the shop and spend some money and do a little photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, so um, I grew up in Scottsdale. Um, I uh, actually we went to school together, we so did. that's that's how we know each other. Go Eagles! Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, after high school, I went to Arizona State. Um, I actually the entire time I was in college, um, and even a little bit after college, um, I actually really wanted to be a lawyer. So I. Um, got into, uh, I was working for an attorney for a while and that just really went south. I, I <laughs> hated my life <laughs> and, and, uh, decided that I, I didn't, I couldn't see that as my career. So I kind of, um, you know, went on a little, uh, hiatus and, uh, started making jewelry, just kind of exploring my creative and entrepreneurial side, um, which kind of led me in the way of marketing. Um, And then I got a job at an awesome place called Stella and Dot, um, which is a multi-level marketing company, but I was working for their corporate side um, doing marketing. So um, that's kind of what led me into the e-commerce world. I absolutely loved that job and and it was there that I really kind of got an under a good understanding of how e-commerce works and um yeah that was that was it. I Well, take it. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go, girl. <laughs> take it from a recovering attorney is what I call myself. You are not missing out too much on not going the attorney side. <laughs> Yeah, I uh I'm definitely happy with the the path I've chosen. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk let's let's talk about how important it is to understand the world of e-commerce kind of before jumping in and starting maybe like an online business or I mean really just for any for anyone kind like entrepreneur how important is it to understand So, I mean, I think there's there's no real like true understanding of everything in e-commerce. I still learn new stuff every single day. And and I actually like make it a point to to learn stuff every single day. I think it's it's silly to say, you know, I, I think it, it's a common saying like, you know, if I would have known everything that was ahead of me before I would have started, I never would have started right. because there's just so much that I didn't know. And that was almost the beauty of it. Like I just went in feet first and I was like, okay, like I'm gonna make this happen. And um you know, it, it, uh, <laughs> it definitely is. You never, you never truly know everything about, yeah. about the business. Yeah. She, Savannah helped me. I did like a little online. I was testing the waters myself, a, what, a year or two ago. And so Savannah, I went to her and asked her for some help and some guidance because I had no idea about the world of e-commerce or even where to go. So you definitely, you don't know it all and you'll never know it all. I still don't understand any anything <laughs> regarding like obviously that's why my shop isn't there anymore. So 
it's just it's not an easy thing. Yeah, yeah, you definitely have to have to learn as you go. And and I'm I'm lucky enough to have a business partner too that um, is like willing to learn with me. I think we both, um, you know, we have a really good like checks and balances with each other of like, okay, well, we need to figure this out, or you're gonna do this and I'm gonna do this, and and it, it's all two heads are better than one definitely when it comes to um, building Always. an online business. We're definitely learning that with the podcast too. <laughs> if we didn't have each other, I think we would flounder a little. I so, would. Speaking of where you should start, so Crick and Ruby, tell our listeners where where you would start if they were starting an online business. What's your tip for starting? Um, I think the biggest thing um, for starting an online business is going to be your brand and your branding. Um, really, there's a thousand shops, probably more, that pop online every single day. So um, standing out in a sea of those massive amounts of businesses is going to be the the only way to do that truly is to brand your business um, and to brand it um, in a way that, um, you know, speaks to what you're doing and and shows your audience who you really are. Um, And I I think that's that's got to be the 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 really the the one big tip that I would have is is branding. And there's you know, there's tons of different ways that that you can brand a business. But, um, you know, identifying identifying your audience identifying uh <clears throat> who uh the the problem that you're solving the market that you're serving those are those are big big things all questions that you need to ask which is again what Kristen we're we're in this process ourselves of trying to mm-hmm. we were talking before we started recording about trying to find our brand and it mm-hmm. definitely is such an important you know starting point before you just jump in you know, then you're, I feel like you're flailing around because you have no idea. <laughs> exactly. yeah, I think that's a good tip because it kind of helps you narrow your focus because you're right. Like there, especially in terms of online shops, there's so many. And so you're trying to compete in a world. And now with podcasts for winning, I like same thing. Like there's so many. So trying to like narrow that down, I, I think that's would be so helpful. And <laughs> Maybe when I should go back and reevaluate. Yeah, and I think too, in terms of branding as well, like create a set of brand guidelines for yourself, um, and and really make that like your your heart map. Every time you you know get a new product, or for you guys, like you have you know a certain person that wants to come on your podcast, go back to your brand guidelines and say, does this serve my audience? Is this going to be in line with what I do? Um, you know, and that's what we do when we're picking products for the store or creating creative for, um, you know, for our digital platforms. Um, we always refer back to our brand guidelines to make sure it's in line with, with who we are. So smart. So smart. So smart. Yes, I know. I'm like, uh, we need to get on this, Kristen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sure you get asked this all the time. I don't want to spend a lot of money. So what areas should I be spending money in? And then what areas really sh- can I save when starting a business? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's really easy to be able to um, spend a lot of money really quickly and have it not give you any uh, ROI. (laughs) So you always want to be careful when, when you're starting your business. Um, for us, I mean, we were a completely bootstrapped business. Um, we, we didn't have the money to spend on, on, uh, creating a shop, but we knew that we wanted to do it. So we were just going to kind of figure out how. So with our early products, um, you know, we would drop ship stuff, um, in order to, create revenue to be able to buy wholesale things for our store. So, um, you know, there's there's a thousand different ways that you can do it. Um, but I would say the, the biggest thing for, um, you know, if, if you want to get traffic 
um, to your to your website or or sell things online is SEO. Um, SEO is something that is free to do. Basically, you just um, you know you're you're optimizing um, you're using keywords to optimize your website in order to draw traffic. So um, finding the right keywords that again fit with your brand guidelines, fit with your business, um, and yeah, so I would say SEO is is the big thing, and also email marketing because email is is f- fairly inexpensive. Basically, you just pay for the flat platform. Sometimes it's free, depending on what you're using. Um, but email is a really great way to to reach uh, reach your audience. And we're gonna dive into email because that is something that's so huge. But I want to go back to SEO. So for people who, like for example, maybe you don't want to give this away, but so for you specific words that you focus on for your business like you have a small boutique what would that what would that look like for you yeah so um you know google actually has a lot of really good tools to use that are free so um google keyword planner um if you've never looked that up before that is an awesome tool basically to like identify um words that are being searched and and the rank the ranking of them being searched by just everybody that uses Google. Um, and so for us, obviously, you know, we're a modern bohemian baby shop. So boho baby clothes is a huge one for us. Sure. So, you know, just making sure that that uh, lives, that, that, that that keyword lives on all of our product pages and, um, you know, building that into our website is, is big. So finding, you know, finding those keywords that are really good for you and then making sure you incorporate them through your entire website. Such good nuggets. I know we've got some work to do it. Like I, I want to like be taking notes as you're talking because you're giving us <laughs> such good tips. So in the world of, you know, online, obviously a big part of your business is social media. So what is your best advice for how people can use social media to grow their businesses now? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think it's sad to say, but, um, when, when people first hear about your business or, um, you know, or want to like look you up, they don't, typically go to Google. They don't go to your website. So they're going to go to your social media pages. They're going to go to your Instagram and check you out. And and the sad part of it is if you have a shitty, in- can I say shitty? Yes. If you, if you, you have, a sh- you if you have a shitty Instagram, people think you have a shitty business. So it's got to be on point. You know, it's, it's sad that people will judge you just by social media, but that's what they're going to do. Yeah. So, um, it kind of goes back to branding. You know, your, your branding should exist, you know, cohesively through your your social pages as well um you know you want to make sure you're giving off the same uh the same type of vibe on your social pages as you would on your website and and put as much time into curating that page um as you do you know things like your website yeah you if you you should go check out cricket and ruby's um instagram because it is so I mean, literally your Instagram is like your shop. Everything is so cohesive. Everything's so beautiful. You have such a look. And so you've done a really nice job, you know, Mm -hmm. implementing that throughout. You know exactly what to expect um, when you go to your website then. You know, and that's something always I've noticed. Thanks. Yeah. And your pictures are so beautiful that it you can actually see the clothes yeah. and see what you're selling versus just like a pretty picture. Like you actually can, I don't know, it just, you do a great job of really showing the products that you're selling. Thanks so much. Yeah. And you know, a, a big thing too, that I know we'll talk a little bit more about social later, but uh, a big thing that we get asked all the time too is like, oh, well, you know, I don't have money for photo shoots or how can I do this? How can I do that? Um, there, we the majority of photos that we use are user generated content uh, because we're a traditional retail store. Luckily, you know, we have, um, 
Instagram users that are creating that content and tagging the brand and then we can repurpose those photos and you know we just obviously have to you know be cautious it, to work them in in the right way so that it looks good on our grid but the majority of stuff that we're using is actually put out by other people so um you oh. know it's 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 it works it, it works. works to your favor i mean <laughs> yeah. and that's and that's you know finding people i don't know if you're working with influencers maybe you are using that and we we have other questions that get into that but that's another thing for your business is not um you know, spending the money maybe on just useless influencers, but finding those influencers if you're going to pay them or give them product that actually fit your look. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and I know you do a nice job because, you know, we, I don't know, I know one girl you use in particular and Mm -hmm. it's just Jacqueline, you know, she, she has that vibe and her daughter is just so cute and you just, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's definitely part of, part of what you have to do nowadays. Right. Yeah. So, Okay. You kind of talked a little bit about it, but what have you found helpful um, in growing Cricket and Ruby? So like resources, apps, tools, what what do you suggest for people? Yeah, um, you know, I, I think a couple things. Um, obviously, we're on a podcast right now, so I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna say podcasts. I am a big, um, I, I'm kind of one of those people, like I'm type A in some ways, and then I'm also like kind of all over the place. So when I am needing inspiration, I listen to podcasts like, okay, you know, I'm on my drive into the shop for the day. What am I going to get done? I've got to be inspired somehow. So I use podcasts personally to get inspired. But as far as apps and tools, um, things like that, I would say the number one thing I literally, I hope that they sponsor me because I (laughs) could not be a bigger advocate, um, for Canva. Um, if you've never used Canva, Canva before, it is, um, the best tool. It basically just creates, and actually speaking of podcasts too, there's a really great podcast, how I built this podcast, um, of Melanie, the girl that started Canva, incredible girl. She's like, 28. I don't oh, even wow. know. It's wow. real. Um, but, uh, but she, uh, she basically created Photoshop for dummies in an online system that allows you to like archive all your work right there. There's templates for everything. I mean, we can whip, whip up, um, you know, an email in 10 minutes we can. And uh, if you have the paid version, which I would highly recommend if you're a business mm-hmm. owner, um, you know, templates for things like brand guidelines, templates for things like email marketing, templates for things like flyers, posters, Instagram stories, like you name it, they have a template for it. And you can save all of your branded colors, all your branded fonts. It just makes uh, building that cohesive look a bajillion times easier. Yes. that's. I know that's not a number, but. No, I mean, it's so true. We <laughs> love Canva. and We love Canva. Yeah. It, it's definitely something that everyone should try. Even if you are just an influencer and you're trying to work mm-hmm. on your stories or mm-hmm. there's so many things that you can do through Canva. So yeah. Yeah. And my sister who's in the world of e-commerce actually introduced me to Canva a couple years ago. So yeah, I think um, some other really good tools, uh, you know, when we talk about social media too, is having a scheduling app. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, it's sometimes really hard, even though I'm on Instagram, it, it, Instagram, it seems like every hour, uh, it's hard to get on and post. And then I'll get to like 3, 3 p.m. and realize that I haven't posted at all that day. So um, when we switched to using something like Planoly, um, that was a game changer for scheduling. And it also allows you to kind of curate your grid the way you want it to. So you can 
technically upload things before you post them to kind of scoot them all around and make sure that your grid looks the way you want it to. Um, a free version of, it's it's not Planoly, so you can't schedule out of it, but for curating your grid, it's called Unum, U-N-U-M. Um, and that's a great app too that's free um, if you don't want to do the paid version of, of Planoly. That's, cool. I've uh, never heard of Unum, so that's, I love that. I haven't either, but that is one thing I love like my little, I don't even know what I use. It's so bad, but like it helps me like see if everything is, is cohesive. Yeah, so cohesive. I agree. If people aren't using that, um, jump on the bandwagon mm-hmm. and, and get Serious. that. If you're creating your own content too, um, Lightroom can be a really great tool. I know people get tend to get scared of Photoshop, but really Photoshop is actually a pretty easy tool, especially on mobile. And, um, you know, if you aren't living under a rock and, and you've been on Instagram, you've seen all the influencers and the, you know, bachelor people coming out with presets. Um, so presets are literally like the best way to create a curated look on your page when especially when you're creating your own content um and you can just you know put a preset over it and it makes your page look cohesive so definitely well we're gonna dive a little bit more into e-commerce and talk about platforms because this is something that when i started my shop i came to you and i was like what you know where do i start all these platforms Mm -hmm. out there so Let's talk about the different platforms and what one you love and things to watch for when picking a platform. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Cricut and Ruby uses uh, Shopify as a platform, um, but we I personally have used all different kinds of platforms for e-commerce before. So um, the reason that I like Shopify is that it has um, really great... Um, user experience on the back end. So if you're new to starting a business, if you have a business that's going to have, you know, a decent amount of inventory, they make it really easy to um, get all that out out there and, and just kind of like make a site and throw it up online really quick. Um, you know, there's... Um, the, the one thing that I would say about Shopify is that th- there's a lot of stuff that when you get a little further into your business that they don't have um, you know, natively within Shopify, but luckily they have something called Shopify apps where you can kind of like add a couple things to it to make it really how you want it. Um, so really Shopify is, is great overall. I couldn't be more happy with it. Um, but, uh, some other ones that are out there, WordPress and WooCommerce. WooCommerce is another big one. Um, this is really good for SEO. They're, they're the best for SEO. Um, but you do have to have a little bit more knowledge of, um, uh, how to build a website, more right. like kind of a couple little more development things um, on that end, and maybe a little bit of code. Um, so, so I would say maybe steer clear of that if if you're not uh, code like a, oh. web, a web developer. Um, so, can I ask a question about that? Yeah. So did you teach yourself how to code and? do that or Uh, how much was necessary for what you're doing? You know, so luckily um, when I was in my position at Stella and Dot um, doing email marketing, I basically, yeah, I basically taught myself how to code. Some some of the girls that I worked with there were awesome and and helped me. Um, But yeah, coding is, it's, you know, it's kind of like learning another language. So Mm. um, it's, and and honestly, like with all of the, the new platforms that are out there, you really don't need to be able to code in order to create a beautiful website. Um, Templated things, you know, perform just as well as non-templated things. So, um, 
you know, so there's really there's really no need. It's it's kind of just more, you know, if you want to tweak certain things a very specific mm-hmm. way. But, um, you know, kind of with the direction that that e-commerce and is going, it's it's not really very necessary anymore, I would say. Um, but yeah. And then the only other one I was going to mention is Squarespace. So Squarespace, um, the, the reason I wanted to bring it up is because it's it's a really great platform if you are, let's say, somebody like a photographer or a wedding planner and you have super limited inventory, um, but, you know, you still want to like have things to buy. Um, it's great for that, for more of the like service or packages types businesses. Mm-hmm. Those are, um, you know, Squarespace is, is yeah. awesome for that. See, there's so many, I had like no clue. I had no clue. I just am like, you don't even think about it when you go to a website. I don't know. You don't think of what's going on behind the scenes at all. One of my favorite things to do when I go onto a website that I really love is to right click and tap on the little view page source button. And like, I know this sounds so nerdy, but like I read through the code just to see like, oh, they had this like cool pop up. Like, where can I also get that pop up for my website? And I'll like read through it. I know that's so nerdy, but (laughs) I I know what I'm (laughs) (laughs) See, I don't even understand. I'm going to give myself a break though. I say, you know what? I'm in the medical side of things. Like I, I know medical things that you don't know. Like I'll make myself feel better. Yeah. Cause I'm just like, I don't know code. I don't understand any of this. <laughs> and Kristen always is like the one coding and she's. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's the beauty of, of it video. though. Like everybody has their own, yeah. their own strengths and, and brings certain things to the table that, yeah. you know, like, yeah, I could never talk about anything. I'll medical with you, you up, girl. <laughs> No, but it's just funny because I just, some people's brains just go that way. But I, I don't know. Anyways, sorry. I know I'm the one that goes on the tangents, but um, you don't think about it when you go to these websites that there definitely are platforms that are tailored to, um, you know, what you're actually going to sell. So to to kind of think of that (laughs) before jumping in. Okay. Savannah, tell us your top three ways that you have found the best to improve your customer experience on your site because we all know those sites where you go to it and like there's a thousand pop-ups and you just leave because it's so hard to navigate or things like that like how do you make sure that customer experience is great and how do you continue to improve it yeah that's so great so navigation is that's like first on my list actually um so you know when we first built our site we actually had kind of a poor navigation and it's funny to say but you know we just had like all the baby stuff in one section all the women's stuff in another section but as we grew and learned how our customers like to shop you know we we restructured it so you know um being aware of of how your customers shop we can talk about more about google analytics in a minute but um you know uh, the the navigation on your website is is huge people want to be able to shop just as easily, you know, when they walk into somewhere like Target and there's just giant banners hanging like, okay, here's the dollar section, here's women's, here's home, here's whatever. You know, they want that easy navigation. So for us, it was moving stuff from, you know, things like a baby section and then a mommy and me section because so many people don't want to just shop the women's, they want the matching looks. So, you know, navigation is a huge one. Um, Another big thing for us is those upsell or cross-sell apps that you can use. Um, you know, so when you're on on a specific page and you're looking at, you know, a certain onesie, um, you know, or a certain dress, we'll have cross-sell products that if you're looking at this, you might like this. And there's, you know, the the apps that are 
created on the back end make it really easy to suggest those things. Basically, you just like tag them with a certain a certain name and it shows up to people. Those so those apps um do really well. Um and another big thing when we first started our business, I noticed for whatever reason people have it in their mind that a payment processor like PayPal or Amazon Pay, um, they would use that so much more than just our native checkout. And and that always kind of boggled my mind a little bit because I was like, well, why would you have to like go through all these extra steps to do the PayPal or do the Amazon? But people really like to feel like their money is safe when they're checking out. So if you're building a new business, people are a little bit wary of just putting their credit card information in on your site, even though, you know, things like Shopify, you could never steal their information. But um, so adding those things was a big um, a, a big uh, game changer for us when it came to conversions because people would get to the cart and uh, or to the checkout page and then you know and then bounce from there. So um, you know just being able to analyze okay what could we do to make that better. Um, another huge one for us is Afterpay. Um, if you shop ever on like Revolve or Anthropology, you know that you know, you're going to drop some serious dough when you're on those websites. <laughs> yeah. And so giving people an option to pay over time with zero interest is obviously a beautiful thing. Your husband's not going to get as mad about a $30 purchase four times as, you know, uh, <laughs> as he would when you... <laughs> is it bad that I didn't even know that was a thing, like, online? I, I don't, don't do a I lot of... On- yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, after Afterpay has been has been really uh, has been big, and as a business owner too, it's awesome for us because um, again, here I am. Like these people should seriously sponsor me, um, uh, <laughs> because they, um, you know, it takes the risk off of the business. So you get paid immediately when the transaction is done, and then it's on their side to collect those those other three payments. So it's oh. it's super useful for us. Um, I, I think I, I can't remember exactly the percentage that we that we pay for that. Right. But it's you know, but it's it's a small percentage of, of the overall fee. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. See, wow. I'm, that's a great. I, I would have never known. I'm going to have to go to Revolve now and check that out. <laughs> I know. Me too. Don't tell my husband. Goodness. That is so cool. So spending less money on ads and paying influencers. We kind of talked about influencers, um, but how can we how can we spend less money i guess and and find those right influencers to and still have people coming to our website yeah so um uh, we touched on it a little bit but google analytics if you don't use it yet get to know it it looks big and scary um but once you kind of just dive in and play around um you can really uncover some incredible things about your business that you didn't even know were happening. Um, for us, the the biggest insight that I got when when we started implementing, you know, a a, a pretty much daily look at analytics was um, how much traffic we were getting from places like Pinterest. Um, you know, so so we had no, you know, we're we're concentrating all on Instagram, on Facebook, on you know, on influencer strategy. And we didn't realize that we were getting so much traffic from Pinterest. And so, you know, putting, you know, a $10 ad on Pinterest, you know, we saw a huge spike in revenue on certain products that people were pinning all the time and, and things like that. So um, using analytics to, to dive in and see, okay, where are people on my site 
coming from, where, what pages are they landing on, how are they, how are they finding me? All of those things can be answered through Google Analytics, and uh, it's a free tool to use. It's relatively easy to set up if you have a site like, you know, any of the platforms that we mentioned: Shopify, Squarespace, WordPress. There's literally just like a little, uh, a little tag that you paste in, and then it just shows you all this data about, yeah. you know, who your who your audience is, who your customer is. So um, that's a huge thing that I would say um, is useful. We were just talking about, well, two things. So Chris and I were just talking about Pinterest because she's the queen of Pinterest and you really are. And how important I think people do forget about Pinterest. I think Instagram Mm -hmm. has become this beast and Pinterest is like that hidden secret. Yeah. Pinterest, I, I, Pinterest oftentimes gets categorized in the social, um, like social media, category but it's really not pinterest is technically truly more like a google search engine but for images so when you know people aren't searching for um just random stuff on pinterest they're looking for you know for us specifically like cute boho nursery and you know when they see our hang a hammock swing come up in those images they're like oh wow that would be the perfect boho piece for my nursery and then they're able to click on it and convert right from that pin um you know so that's right it's huge for us yeah and we also Kristen before you jumped on we were talking about tell everyone your, your thoughts on Facebook ads so <laughs> it you know being a being an entrepreneur and being a small business owner I do not have time to teach myself every little nuance that is Facebook ads and and I won't say that that they're good or bad um, you know for us we, we still use Facebook ads we use retargeting ads um, you know but for me I just don't have time to deal with every everything that's that exists within the world of Facebook ads um, you know so so I think it, it, it's also a little scary because you can spend 10 grand in five minutes on Facebook if you're not careful. And, um, you know, a lot of times I think people say, oh, well, I I did a Facebook ad and it didn't it didn't have any sort of return for me. So, you know, I'm not going to do it again. And they kind of shy away from it. But, um, you know, obviously there's people out there that are way better at it than me. And I think, um, you know, being uh, being able to admit that and say, yeah, I'm not, I'm not truly a Facebook ad expert, so I'm going to spend my money elsewhere. I think right. sometimes that's just as important as, you know, yeah. as, as spending it is Definitely. not spending it. <laughs> and let's, let me just say, if you're like me and watch Shark Tank, you've all seen those people. <laughs> you've all seen those people that are like, you know, they ask about their marketing. They're like, yeah, we've spent $30,000 on Facebook ads. And they're like, what? You know, I mean, so sometimes I think it works. Sometimes I think it doesn't. So you definitely have to to see if maybe test the waters a little bit. But well, Whitney was probably telling you that I'm not a fan of Facebook ads before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and I and I feel like a lot of people can kind of get jaded towards Facebook ads because they've they've been burned by them, frankly. And and, you know, it's I think there's there's definitely a delicate balance there um, when it comes to spending money. But like I said, we're a bootstrap business, so it's not like we had a ton of marketing dollars to spend um, on something that may or may not work. So, um, you know, for us, we wanted to focus on on strategies that would be, you know, winners. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> which everyone should. I love your info on Pinterest ads, though, because I – 
use Pinterest a lot. And that is where even when I'm not blogging consistently, that's where I see most of my traffic is because my always have pins repinning and things like that. And so that's interesting for Whit and I in terms of the podcast, like knowing that we really should tap into Pinterest and actually using Google Analytics because we have it and I know how it works, but I sometimes just forget about it. And it is really so beneficial in terms of knowing what your customer wants and all of that fun stuff. Definitely. So you are all about building, you know, obviously your shop. So what tips do you have to build customer loyalty? How do you do it? How do you keep people coming back? Um, talk to them. It's like the easiest thing in the world, actually, you know, um, talking, engaging, whether it's on social, whether it's in person, whether it's via email, whatever, uh, doing polls, doing quizzes, like figure out what they want. Um, you know, and, and, and just engage with them. You know, a a lot of our, uh, most loyal top spending customers, um, we have like a real relationship with, we're actually, we've actually become, I've become friends with a couple of, of of our customers just because, um, you know, the, and it's not, it's not disingenuine. It's, it's wanting to find out more about them and, and come from a place of, of honesty to be like, how can I serve you? Um, and, and asking that question you know, not only just to your customer, but kind of in your head on a daily basis when you're when you're operating your business, how can I serve my customers to the best of my ability? Um, you know, it's I think that's that's a, a an awesome way to to build customer loyalty and and friendship, really. Definitely. And you know what's so funny is I didn't expect that answer from you, but I should because you definitely, if you go into her, her shop in Scottsdale, it is so inviting. You're so inviting. You're always, no matter, I mean, we know each other, but, you know, it, it is about that. That's what people love. I think that's what people are looking for. So, yeah, I've had, you know, when we, when we, talk, when we talked and first started telling people that we were going to be opening a brick and mortar business, I had a lot of, um, you know, and not to be uh, ageist at all, but I had a lot of older people tell me brick and mortar is dead. E-commerce is the way of the future. And, you know, it, it kind of blew my mind because like, I, you know, of course I know that I, <laughs> I, I built an e-commerce business, but, um, you know, but also like people are looking for community. People are looking for, um, you know, small places to shop where they can, you know, have that, you know, relationship where like, oh, hey, like I need my babies to be styled for a photo shoot. Like, can you help me style this or things like that? Um, you know, that, that doesn't always live online. So. Yes. Yeah, no, I love, and your your location is spectacular, right in the heart of Old Town Scottsdale. So, um, but it definitely, I think people are looking for that. And there's a vibe when you walk in your store. It's so, it's exactly what your Instagram is. It's just so peaceful and relaxing. So I, I was thrilled to see you guys open a store. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We, we love being there. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, I agree. I think people are looking for community, even when they shop. Like you find loyalty to where you go. And I think, I mean, I know that as a consumer, like there are shops that I love because I know the owners and I have shopped there since I was 10 years old and I'll never not shop there because the owners have made an, a like gesture to get to know me. And I think that's such a cool thing. I love hearing that. Definitely. Okay. So over the years in the world of e-commerce and in creating this small business, what did you spend time on that was just so unnecessary? Okay, so I 
don't really have an answer for this. I and I know that sounds bad, but I I honestly truly believe that everything that we spent a ton of time on uh even if it maybe was unnecessary ended up teaching us a lesson, you know, of like okay, like we we can we can pivot from this. Like we're, you know, we're like I don't know, let's say Facebook ads, for example, like we spent a ton of time trying to teach ourselves Facebook ads just to kind of realize like, we don't, you know, we don't really need to do this. But I don't think that it was unnecessary. I think it was just like a really good way to learn. Like, this isn't how we're going to make the majority of our money. Yes. Spending time on Facebook ads, you know. Yeah. So, so just kind of learning our learning our own strengths, um, yeah. not just like within ourselves, but as a business too. Um, you know, where are where we're going to perform the best. Um you know, so I'm, I'm not sure it was unnecessary. Maybe just a learning you know, experience. A learning experience. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Embrace exactly. the pivot. Yes. The yeah. Pivot. <laughs> I love it. So we kind of mentioned earlier email lists and email marketing. They are so hard to grow. And as a blogger, I can account to that. I have spent a lot of time trying to grow mine. So how do you do it? How did you, I mean, how do you capture email leads? It's not, it's not easy. How did you do it? Yeah. Um, I mean, luckily with us, we have, a, you know, we, we, at this point we have a pretty good customer base and when people check out, they have the option to opt in. So, uh, to our subscriber list, which is huge for us. Um, but if you're not a shop, um, you know, or, or you're not having people like check out on your website or things like that. Um, I think there's a couple, a couple ways, um, that are pretty big. Um, one I would say would be to do a giveaway. You know, we see giveaways all the time on social media, but they're just like, you know, comment on this post and we'll give you something or follow us on Instagram. But um, more important than your your Instagram followers, I think is your um, is your email list because your email list you own, that's yours forever. Your Instagram- Say that again for the people in the <laughs> for back. For the people in the back. <laughs> you own your email list. They are subscribed to you. It takes a lot more for someone to un- unsubscribe to your emails than it does for them to click unfollow on Instagram. Um, so, and the revenue that comes from your email list is it's just always gonna be higher than than your Instagram. I, uh, I guess I shouldn't say that as like a necessary fact, but for me and all of the businesses that I've worked for, it's true. So I guess I just don't have data to compare that it's not true. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, giveaways. I mean, that that's something kind of easy you can do, you know, just uh, from your homepage, link them to a, a subscribe page, um, you know, build a separate list so you can host the giveaway. You know, it, it, it's it's not really that that complicated to, to do a giveaway, um, especially if you have a good social following. Um, and the other thing too is is uh, I, you mentioned earlier, Kristen, popping uh, things popping up on on your website. Um, you know it, and I always liken it to um, you know you you walk into a bar and a guy comes up to you and is just like, "Can I have your email?" Like right away, and you're like, "No!" Like take a second, get to know me, let me like look around the bar, see if there's anything I like, and then maybe. If I like it, I I will give you my email. So, um, you know, so so waiting for the right moment to present that pop up of, hey, subscribe to our email and get 10, 15 percent off, things like that. Um, make sure your offer is is enticing enough to, to be like, OK, right. yeah, cool. I'll I'd love to give you my email. The best like <laughs> analogy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
my gosh. Cause that's funny so- on my site that for the company I work for, we don't do a pop-up until you go to leave. So as you like head to the X, yes, that's when our pop-up comes up. And it's kind of like what you're saying, like, don't harass me the second I get there. After I've like looked around and thought about it, I yeah. love that. It's yeah, so true. exactly. I mean, and there's again, there's you know, depending on what platform you're using, there's apps that you can use that uh, like exit intention is is the one you were just referring to, or you know, or there's one like once they click onto a product page, which is like what we have, um, you know, so it's not so in your face. You know, right. you know that they're on the product page and they they are liking what they're seeing, kind of thing. Yeah, so. I hope I people are writing pop-ups. this down. Writing this down. <laughs> the pop-ups when you go to a product page, I think that's the best because it's like, okay, I'm like 80% going to buy, but now you just gave me 10% off. Now I'm totally going to buy. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That always sells me. <laughs> Definitely. Those are all so good. Um, so, okay. We kind of talked about um, social media, but how important has it been to find your social media strategy? And what are these trends that you think, because again, social media is changing all the time. So what have you seen that these trends are going to be so far in 2019? Because we're coming up on half, are we halfway through the year? No, not yet. Okay. Four months in. Okay. So guys, to- close enough. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I know. Mentally, I'm like in August. Already, yes, so. right. So what trends are you seeing? Um, You know, that's another question that I, I find kind of difficult because, again, as a small business owner, uh, you know, I I wish that I could say I had time or an employee to hire that could, like, just be on Instagram all day, every day. But I don't. And so, you know, really for us, it's it, Instagram and social media in general is huge because that is where we get a huge portion of our traffic. And so, um, you know, obviously... Uh, we want to continue to focus on it, but trying to like find those trends. I, I, I'm not even really sure Instagram knows what their trends are <laughs> when it comes to things like their algorithm and like liking a certain amount of things or using your stories every day, which obviously are all good, um, you know, good tips. Right. But, um, but as far as a strategy for growth, I mean, it kind of just goes back to the same thing. Um, branding, being authentic, engaging with our audience, um, you know, liking and commenting is is great, but but really being intentional about your comments and and engaging with the people that you follow, you know, on your side. Um, you know, we have we have a ton of local mom influencer uh, friends and and people that you know we follow and follow us on Instagram, and so engaging with them and seeing what they're doing and commenting on on their lives and their babies, cute outfits, even yeah. if they don't come from us, you know, is, is huge just because, you know, we want, we want to let them know, like we're part of your community. Yeah. And that's something you also do kind of transitioning into something else. You have done really a great job finding that community in Arizona. So I know you go to a lot of different like markets and weren't you, didn't you start out going to just like yeah. Almost like pop-up shops. Yeah. You know, funny enough, um, it was our first market that we did at Phoenix Flea that really um, kind of drove the idea home that we wanted to have a brick-and-mortar shop. Um, the The community that we felt when we went to Phoenix Flea was like, it was, it was I would say it was like kind of a life-changing day. Um, just like the sense of having everyone come up and really enjoying what we were putting out there. And, um, you know, it's, it's always it's always a little bit nerve wracking, especially because, you know, we're not, you know, we're not, we're not baby gap. We Mm -hmm. have higher price point items and, and to, to see that, that people 
were receptive of that and really liked the stuff that we were bringing in. You know, we bring in a lot of import stuff from all over the world. And so, um, you know, our stuff is more curated. And and the fact that people were receptive of that was, you know, such a big thing. So, um, you know, just finding any type of way to get to get yourself out there, to get your brand out there. It doesn't have to be like a big, beautiful setup. It can be a pop-up table with your name on it. But again, it should be branded. So make yeah. it pretty. But, um, <laughs> but um, follow your brand guidelines. Yeah, exactly. Follow your brand <laughs> guidelines, even for your pop-up shop. That's important. Um, but yeah, doing things like pop-ups was was huge for us in the beginning. So. Yeah, I remember. I would I would follow you and be like, gosh, I'm not in Phoenix. I can't go. So, but those That's were... how I feel now. Like you yeah. have such FOMO. <laughs> I know. Definitely. Okay. Savannah, one thing we ask every single guest we've ever had on TGL is what is the best piece of advice you have ever received from your best friend? Okay. So this one um, comes from Elena, my business partner. Um, just recently, actually, um, you know, we're, we're in a big stage of growth right now in the business. We're, we're really scaling. We're, we're getting up there. We're like a true business. You know, this isn't just a side hustle anymore. This is like what we want to do, not only just, um, today, but like for the rest of our lives. And so that, um, it, that's a pretty cool thing. So we were talking, um, not too long ago about how, um, you know, with all of these opportunities that we have, um, presented to us and just, um, being able to like get our name out there and and talk to other women about our business and and support other women and have other women support us. Um, We were talking about how it's, it's really hard to when everyone always pretends like it's so easy. And even today, as I sit here, like we've talked about a lot of things and you guys are like, oh yeah, those are such great nuggets of advice. And, and it's true, like, yeah, they are good and, and it's, it's great to learn things, but it, it's not easy. And, and a lot of the stuff that I, that I just told you guys all about, I, it took me either a long time to learn or I learned it the hard way or I learned it the wrong way or I didn't learn it in, in time to have it be, you know, good enough for right. whatever. And so, um, you know, so, so you don't always have to put on a facade like being a, a business owner is like all sunshine and rainbows and pretty happy, perfect life, everything, because it is really, really hard sometimes. Uh, and so I, I've kind of been being trying to be more mindful of that in, in how we present, um, you know, our business and, and what we're what we're doing, just because it's it's super important, um, I think, for everyone to know that it's it's not yeah. always easy. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate being Same. real and authentic like that. Yeah. I think, you know, Instagram can definitely present another, another yeah. way. Yeah. So sure. another way. So um, besides, I mean, we talked about what's happening. You, you gave us a little insight right now, but what else is coming for you in 2019? What can we expect from you? Um, okay. So some big stuff from Cricket and Ruby in particular, um, we have been working on our own label for a long time now and yeah it's been it's like completely different than anything I've ever learned before it's very difficult it's very time consuming it's expensive it's hard um but that will be launching this year we're we're really excited about that um Elena and I have for Cricket and Ruby another big surprise we're not going to talk about it yet but I'm going to like leave that as a teaser to follow along and hear what we have coming for later in the year because it's it's big. Oh, and it's I'm so cool. excited. Um, <laughs> Me too. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I think 
I think that's it. We have, uh, I also have, uh, I've been working with um, one of my really good friends, Nohea, uh, who I met at my time at Stella and Dot. Um, and she is actually launching an ebook that I'll be doing a chapter of about um, a brick and mortar, launching a brick and mortar space. So look out for that as oh. well. We will definitely be linking, we have a resource page, so we will be linking all this so everyone can find Cricket and Ruby and you. And yeah, tell everyone where we can find you, all your social. Yeah. Um, so you can find us online at www.cricketandruby.com. You can find us on Instagram at Cricket and Ruby. Or if you're in uh, local in Arizona, you can find us in Old Town Scottsdale. Uh, we're right next door to Chop Shop on Fifth Avenue. So. That's yeah. always where I go right after I shop. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like exactly what I'm doing the next time I'm in town. I can't yeah. wait. Well, thank you so much for coming yeah, thank on you. and hanging out with us today. So we will look forward to seeing what you guys have planned for Cricket and Ruby. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, thank and you for joining us. <laughs> thank you. And also, I just wanted to thank you guys too. I think this podcast is so needed and necessary. So I'm really happy Aww. to be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you. You're You're so that was sweet. so sweet. <laughs> She's the best. Hey guys, before you go, don't forget to subscribe to This Girl Life podcast on iTunes and make sure to hit us with that five-star review because you know we love a good review. Also, you can find This Girl Life on Instagram at at TGL podcast where you can find all of the updates, our fun guests, and any news TGL. You can go to our website and you can find us on YouTube. We can't wait to see y'all soon.